0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. I'm Tim Hammett, co-founder and president at Visionary Wealth Advisors. Please join us for the Circuit of Success Summit, May 6th, at the Four Seasons Hotel. The summit brings together the region's most influential leaders to share their ideas and insight into what defines success. This year's presenters include Mizzou coach Conzo Martin, Command Sergeant Tom Satterley, Bob O'Loughlin, Stacey Taubman, and Elizabeth Zucker. The Circuit of Success Summit, May 6th at Four Seasons Hotel. Get more information and register today at visionarywealthadvisors.com.
1: You know, it's been said that success comes to those who wait. Belief started in the fourth grade. I believe that it's earned with the right attitude. And I had this nagging feeling. A great belief system. I was capable of so much more. Action every single day. In all the pursuits that we have in our lives, I think there's an element of suffering. When you mix that in with faith, courage, discipline, and most importantly, a vision.
2: Never give up on yourself.
1: That's when greatness happens. The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, co-founder and CEO of Visionary Wealth Advisors and the host of the Circuit of Success. And today I've got Hannah Huseman. Hi, Hannah, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: I am good. Thank you. Uh, we were just talking. We, uh, Hannah, for those of you that don't know Hannah Huseman, she is uh, a mental, I would call you the mental strength coach uh, for the Philadelphia Phillies. So we've got the Cardinals right over here in the background. She's with the Phillies. We won't hold that against her. We'll still talk to her today. But Hannah, how you doing today?
3: I am doing good. Yeah, we just, um, we wrapped up spring training um, for minor league guys, which is still a big thing um, a couple of days ago. So winding down, moved. um, So it hasn't really stopped since spring training stopped, but I'm doing great. Yeah.
1: Good. Good, good, good. So, so for our listeners that don't know who Hannah is and, uh, you know, just give us a little lay of the land. I mean, what's made you the woman you are today? I know you were a competitive collegiate athlete and, uh, and got into the, the baseball stuff here fairly, I think fairly early to get to the level you've gotten to and so uh, tell us what's made you the woman you are today
3: yeah so um take you all the way back um uh, born and raised in nashville tennessee um and played great pretty city. much all the sports growing what it's a great city oh yeah great it's amazing highly recommend actually don't highly recommend because everyone's moving there and that's so true that's really true. populated right now yeah. uh, but anyways played all the sports growing up um had, had a younger brother super competitive Family game, not you name it. We were always super competitive. And um, I was trying to play sports in college, and it came down to two sports um, softball and basketball. And I ended up actually going to college um, to play basketball. And then I ended up actually switching um, my sophomore year and dropped basketball and picked up softball. Um, I was lucky enough that the coach at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga, where I um, attended college was like, yeah, sure. Come on. So switched sports um, and then graduated there and knew I still wanted to stay in sport. Just didn't really know how. Um, My undergrad is actually in exercise science. Uh, For a while, I thought I wanted to be some kind of a strength coach, personal trainer, or maybe even a softball or basketball coach. And just nothing was really like firing me up and getting me going excited about it and my mom actually has her masters in clinical psychology she was like what about psychology you know i've always been kind of the teammate who everyone talks to and the advice seeker and just yeah. naturally kind of always been like that and i was like i don't know how i feel about the general population like i really wanted to work with athletes and then i took a class my senior year um like basically an intro to sports psychology and i was like What is this? Why have I never Uh, heard of this? And let me know everything I can about it. Um, And then I decided to get my master's in sports psychology. So I went to the University of Tennessee. Um, And there I did a couple internships. And then as soon as I graduated there um, in December, I got an internship with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I worked for them for a season. Um, And then I actually moved to New York City and worked with a private practice for about a year and a half, um, which is really cool. I got to experience working with athletes, but also other performers and all different kinds of entities. So I worked with actresses, firefighters, um, youth sports, surgeons, VPs of companies. It was just really cool to kind of get out of the sport world. Um, But at the same time, I really like knew like, my favorite was definitely the athletes and that's where, what what I'm passionate about, but also what I'm best at. And so I was like, how can I get back into baseball? Started looking around, had a few job interviews and ended up with the Phillies. And I am on the start of year two with them. Um, Just wrapped up my second spring training with those guys. So
1: talk to us about that when, uh, you know, the rumors are flying, Bryce Harper's coming to town and then he comes to town and you guys are there. What was that like? That'd be pretty cool.
3: Yeah, it was, it was really cool. You know, everybody, it's kind of the same as what you guys heard, you know, even though we're on the inside, we don't really know what's going on. You know, Nobody really knows what's going on. So we're all, everyone's making bets. Do we think he'll come? Do we think he won't? Like what do you think is going to happen? So we probably found out 10 minutes before you guys. So it's, we were in a very similar boat, but everyone's excited. Um, And obviously it's great for the Phillies organization and publicity and, Obviously, it's been a great start so far for our big team. So, in our mind, as we're
1: recording this, they're 4 0, and uh, he got a standing, uh, I would say, a boovation. (laughs) That was not good. It was a loud one last night. Yeah, I I know.
3: But I, I, it
1: was cool to watch that though. That's awesome. So what? um, You know, you you got you're around obviously some of the greatest athletes in the world. I mean, what are you finding for us uh, people that aren't you know on the maybe the baseball field? We're in the boardroom, but what are you finding can apply to those people uh, that that make them the top one and two percent in their field? What are you finding? Ooh,
3: that's a good question. Um, I would say, I would say the biggest one is no matter what's going on, no matter how much they're failing or how bad they think they're doing, they literally never stop. Like (laughs) they they never stop. They're always super motivated. Um, and then I think with that and part two is they're always trying to find a way to get better. Um, which is really good for the mental skills, skills piece, because it's obviously a little new. Um, it's newer than strength and conditioning. It's newer than nutrition. And so for us, we're coming in and it's like, what do you think? And they're like, well, I'm just trying to get better. And it's like, well, I'm I can almost guarantee you that if we work on your mental side, that's another step up. You're going to go. So yeah. I think they're just super competitive. No matter what happens, they're still there. Even if everything is just sucky and nothing's going right for them, they're still competing. And they're always trying to find a way to get better. Like no matter even the Bryce Harpers of the world, like everybody is still trying to, how can I get better? I, I'm like, everything's going great. Like why, you know, let me figure out why it's going great right now. Like what's working for me. And I think that's just super admirable is there's always something you can get better at no matter what.
1: Yeah. I think it's great too, is it's a great message for leaders that no matter what level you get to in your company, you have to strive for greatness and continue to look for coaching, right? Because you could argue, all right, Bryce Harper's at a point in his career pretty darn good, pretty successful financially, right? So it's like, does he really need to go out and do that? But what you're saying is these guys do, they go out and do that.
3: Yeah. And I think, I think it's, it's a little different, obviously with the minor leagues and the big leagues, you know, the minor leagues still have a little bit to go. And so they're a little more open and, you know, once you make it to the bigs, you pretty much got everything you need, you know, you know how to, you know how to pitch. You know what works for you mentally and what doesn't. And so I think it's it's just a support when something may may not be working correctly or you need need to make a small adjustment, right? It's yep. like that small adjustment could keep you playing for five more years versus yeah. not making that adjustment. And maybe your career, maybe your goal is just to make it to the big leagues. It wasn't to stay in the big leagues. And we talk about that a lot, you know, is is this the goal to get there or is the goal to stay there? Um, and so I absolutely think that's, that's very true. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I had the uh, privilege this year to go and do some offseason training with uh, some pitchers and one of them was Brett Graves and the Miami Marlins. And, and when we were, we were doing his uh, workout, he, he's, he's like, look, I'm working on my right hip movement about that much. Mm-hmm. And, and again, for me, I love this type of stuff, but I'm like, how crazy is that that you know you see this stuff on TV and you're in it every day, which is cool, but you know we see it on TV and to think that you're trying to do something that's not even a half of an inch and that's the game changer for
3: him, right? hmm Oh, you see it every day with our guys. Every single one of them are working on that one little thing. If they can get that one thing back, they'll be perfect. They'll be as yeah. close to perfect as they can get, no doubt. So but what I do think you... that shows the advancement of it, right? Like, you know, younger kids coming in or younger people coming into the business world, they're like, oh, like, I think I've got everything. And it's like, the higher up you get, the more you know exactly what's working for you and exactly what's not. And your, your awareness is just at an insane level because yeah. you know... This is the one thing, even if it's an inch, that I need to be doing. And a lot, and I think with the younger guys, we're working on creating that awareness and making sure like, do you know what's actually going on physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever, right. when you're in the box or when you're on the mound? And it's yeah. us to, up to us to kind of help them figure that out.
1: Yeah, I think that's a big word you're using too is the awareness. I mean, just the awareness of anything, right? Whether it's our strengths or our weaknesses, the more awareness we have to those, the better off we're going to be long term. Absolutely. So I talk say- to us about the, besides the obvious, sorry, go ahead.
3: No, you're good. You're good.
1: So besides the obvious, it's, it's working out. It's, uh, you know, the exercising that they're doing, it's the eating right. Those are the things I think we probably all know, but what would you say are the not so obvious things that they do off the field that helps them on the field?
3: Ooh, good question. Um, I think, I think one of the things we talk about the most is getting away from baseball um, I think like, you know, these people who are like no days off, you know, grind 24 seven baseball, baseball, baseball. It's like, I'm over here like, no, no, it's not <laughs> so good. I think actually, so what, we, what I try to preach is, you know, you can be performing today and be resting what if rest is actually you performing today? What if today you figure out how well can you rest today? Because if you rest today, you're going to be better than if you were trying to perform today and then perform again tomorrow. Um, So it's almost just a piece of education of like, getting away from what you do for your entire life is actually a good thing. Um, Rest and recovery is something that I think people don't really realize on the outside looking in. They're like, I mean, that whole no days off slogan was huge a year ish ago, you know? And it's like, actually you need a day off in order to be your best. And especially to stay sane mentally, like a day off can do wonders. And so I think the biggest piece people don't see, and obviously it's hard to see the mental aspects of what they're actually going through. But if you can take a day off and get out of it for a little bit, it's going to help tremendously. And yeah. and you're going to see it on the field, even though you think, shoot, I should be working. I should be out there. I should be getting more reps or whatever it is. Maybe the best reps you can get are, sleeping or yeah. relaxing or not picking up a baseball today
1: i like that that's great because i think again in the business world in the boardroom we have to do the same thing we got to unplug it and uh, i follow a guy a big business person and he talks about his unplugged days and he's trying to see if he can get to 150 unplugged days where he literally is not using any technology at all Amazing. because of the recovery. So. I don't know. I think I would go crazy, but it would be it's a, it's a good thing to try to test, right? It's yeah, 150. That's a big one. This is Brett
0: Gilliland with Circuit of Success. We'll be right back. I'm Tim Hammett, co-founder and president of Visionary Wealth Advisors. Please join us for the Circuit of Success Summit, May 6th at the Four Seasons Hotel. The summit brings together the region's most influential leaders to share their ideas and insight into what defines success. This year's presenters include Mizzou coach Conzo Martin, Command Sergeant Tom Satterley, Bob Laughlin, Stacey Taubman, and Elizabeth Zucker. The Circuit of Success Summit, May 6th at Four Seasons Hotel. Get more information and register today at visionarywealthadvisors.com.
1: Welcome back to the Circuit of Success. I'm Brett Gilliland, your host. Let's dive back into this week's guest. So how do we, how do we bust through our comfort zone? So I think we can all get in our comfort zones, but how do you bust through that?
3: I think the first thing that comes to mind when busting through a comfort zone is knowing that you're actually comfortable right now. So again, going back to the awareness piece, am I pushing myself every day or am I just really comfortable? Uh, And I think the, the saying goes, you know, be comfortable being uncomfortable. But I would say the opposite of that. I would say you should start being uncomfortable when you get too comfortable. Hmm. Right? So, like, if you're chilling, if everything's going good and, and things in the office are perfect and everything's fine, like, there may be something more you could be doing. And so maybe it's like, okay, am I too, like, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable. Of course, we all want to be comfortable, but am I too comfortable? Am I, am I sitting with my feet up in the office for an hour when I could be doing something else? You know, am I, am I like, am I just too comfortable in where I'm at right now? And so I think that's the biggest one as far as getting out of your comfort zone is knowing, am I too comfortable right now? And that's, I mean, again, it all kind of goes back to awareness and you're the only person who knows that, you know, from the outside looking in, everybody could think you're working your tail off, like whatever, but only you really know, like, am I giving max effort? Am I doing everything I can? Am I getting out there? Um, and then of course, the old cliche, like do something that scares you every single day, whether it's a scary conversation, um, a scary rep, a scary email, um, you know, anything like it's so funny. I'm always, I I do that all the time. And I'm like, I mean, I'm nervous. Like this presentation I'm about to give, like maybe it'll be a flunk. Maybe it won't. And like eight (laughs) times out of 10, we're actually in really good business. You know, it's actually great. And so I think that's a big one too, is just go for it. Like, who cares? Like what happens if you fall on your face, you're going to learn if you do fall on your face. And so it's actually like a win win, you either win and you achieve what you want to do, or you may not get what you want to do. But I guarantee you, you're a step closer to whatever you are trying to achieve or do.
1: Yeah, amen to that. And I think, again, awareness, right? You're back to that thing. But it it is, uh, if you do fall flat on your face, I think that's where a lot of people, when they make mistakes, if you don't learn from it, that's when it's a a failure, right? That's the difference, in my opinion, between some learning and some failures
3: when you don't learn from it. So For sure. We um, we like to say win versus learn instead of win versus lose. Like, hey, if we're going to lose, we're dang sure going to try to figure out something to gain from it.
1: Yeah, how do we win from the loss, right? So what are your thoughts on mindfulness? I mean, are you seeing some of these world's best athletes? athletes spend much time in mindfulness meditation type stuff?
3: Yeah. um, Without giving too much away of what we're doing with the Phillies, our theme for spring training was mindfulness. Hmm. Um, So we are, we are huge advocates for it. Um, I know there's obviously a lot going around about mental health um, and about mindfulness, but I think, I think pairing it with awareness, right? So in order to be aware of whatever's going on up here, you have to be mindful. And I think the cool thing that what we did is, you know, we basically just explaining what is mindfulness debunking the myths, the myths of mindfulness, like what it's not, you don't have to be in a quiet room sitting like this with your eyes closed. You, You can be in the batter's box. Practicing yeah. mindfulness, you could be yeah. on the mound, you could be driving home, eating whatever, um, and just really trying to educate them. and And mindfulness can be practiced in so many ways. And so our goal was to try to give them a bunch of different ways, and for each one of them to kind of pick. Okay, I really like this way. This way didn't really work for me, but I was really vibing with this way. And try to yep. get each one of them to figure out what works for them. But no, mindfulness to me is the baseline. It's the foundation of all the other mental skills because there's no way you can practice confidence or resiliency or composure or any of those without being mindful. Like if you don't know how you're feeling or when this situation rouses you up and, or when you need to be more amped or less amped or whatever it is, if you don't know, there's no way you're going to be able to respond properly yep. without practicing mindfulness. Yep.
1: So what about the the people that may, you know, they hear me talk about all the time and they're like, Oh God, here he goes again about meditation. But what, what are the benefits of that can you, can you talk to us about that from a, from a benefit standpoint of what it does for our brain and for our body?
3: Yeah. So I think obviously I have a very tunneled view of how it helps performance, but I mean, besides just, it helps you relax. It helps lower blood pressure. Um, it calms you down under pressure. Um, it also pulls you into the present moment. Um, which we tell our players all the time. Like if you're in the present moment, odds are you're going to be performing better than if you weren't. Um, Mindfulness can help you enjoy the moment more. Um, And if we all know, if you're enjoying what you're doing, you're better at it. Like if I enjoy being a mental skills coach, I'm going to be a better mental skills coach. If these guys actually enjoy the sport of baseball, which you would think is easy to do, but it's really challenging when it's your job. But if they can find a way to enjoy it on a daily basis, they're going to play better. Just like any business person in your relationships. If you enjoy spending time with your spouse, you're probably going to be a better spouse. So, Um, I think mindfulness helps enjoyment. It helps Mm -hmm. being in the present moment. Um, It obviously helps relaxing yourself. It helps you get over the past. It helps you not stress about the future. Um, It's just pretty amazing when used properly. And I think, I think that's the thing is you just have to give it a chance. You have to figure out what kind of mindfulness or meditation works for you. And then also going into it, having zero expectations. So like, maybe you don't feel anything today, and that's okay. Or maybe your mind was going crazy today during it. And that's okay, too. But it's going in it with no expectations, which I know is especially hard for athletes, and maybe high level business people, just because you're always competing, you're always wanting results, you always want to get better. Right. And mindfulness and meditation may not be those immediate responses, those immediate, here's how well you did. Um, and, and the biggest piece of mindfulness is doing it in a non judgmental way. And so it's actually like, getting that judgment piece out of there is actually the really hard part. And so maybe mindfulness, you're like, I don't know how well I did today, but I sure as heck no, I wasn't judging myself right. well, or right. comparing myself to how I did it yesterday. Like that's a huge win. Um, and so it's, it's interesting. It's not for everybody, but I definitely think there's a way that it could impact you even if you don't think it is for you.
1: I like that. So talk to us. I've had numerous players tell me in the past that getting to the majors is, is probably easier than actually staying in the majors. So what are your thoughts behind that?
3: Yeah, I think it's pretty true. Um, I think, I think it's, again, where did you set your expectations? Did you set your goal to be in the big leagues to make it? Or did you set your goal to actually get there and last five, 10, 15, 20 years hall of Famer, or whatever it is? Right. Um, no, I think, I think it's pretty accurate. Um, I think they get there and then they realize now not only is everybody good in minor league baseball, but everyone's really good in pro baseball. And, and I, I know I'm here for a reason and there's a lot of, you know, figuring out, do I deserve to be here versus yes, I deserve to be here. Um, I'm playing bad. I'm going to get cut. I'm going to get really, you know, all of that battling that. Um, but I think it's, it's pretty prominent. And then I I don't think a lot of people realize it until they actually get there. And then they're like, Oh man, I want to stay here now. What do I have to do? to make that happen. Yeah.
1: And I think that's a good point. I actually read someplace years ago, Bryce Harper talked about that as his, his goal wasn't to make it to the majors. His goal was to become a hall of fame baseball player, world series champ. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a huge deal because again, tying it to the boardroom, uh, do we want to just kind of be there and be, be a part of the team right in our work environment, or do we want to be the man or woman that's going to that next step? That's absolutely crushing it. Right. And it's all about our expectations. So, so how do we go on and do that? So are you a big fan of goal achievement? Uh, Obviously, you're a big fan of goal achievement, but goal planning. And how do you do that? Like, what's your process? And how do you help your patients and clients?
3: Yeah. Um, huge advocate for goal setting. Um, I think, I think goal setting is one of probably the more easier mental skills. Um, but I think it's commonly misused. Um, I think people set a goal and they're like, yeah, we want to make this much money. We want to lose this much weight, whatever your goal is. Um, and then that's, that's it. Um, so the things I really like to talk about with goal setting is first and foremost, write it down, whatever you're doing, write it down. And I, I, some people are like, yeah, that's so obvious. And I'm like, no, 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 but did you actually write it down? Right. Like, chances are you, I mean, even myself, like I'll think of goals and be like, heck yeah. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Go write it down, like put it yeah. in paper. Um, and then the second thing I say is make sure you revisit them um, because goals change, life changes. That goal may need to be bigger. That goal may be adjusted a little smaller, whatever it is, but you need to go back and revisit that goal, right? Some Some people think yeah. they have it in their head, they got it, but revisiting it's important. And then the third thing I would say is, making sure it's somewhere you can constantly see it. Um, I remember one time I had a goal as the background of my phone, um, or like on a mirror or like, you know, in an expo marker written on the mirror. Um, but I think, I think daily exposure to your goal, daily reminders of your why, right? Why am I doing this? What's keeping me motivated? Today's a bad day. I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. Maybe first thing you see on your bedside table is, is your goal or whatever you're trying to work on. Um, but it's so much more than just setting a goal, you know, and, and then you can go into short-term and long-term goals and process versus outcome goals, you know, and, and I am a fan of both. I think you need you need the Hall of Fame goal, right? Like, I want you to have that, but I also need to figure out come all the way back to a right and again back to awareness where are you right now in relation to that end goal are you really far away are you closer than you think are you farther away than you think and then let's evaluate the steps to get there um and and that's that's the time consuming part that's the challenging part and basically what I do for that is okay you want to lose 20 pounds how are you going to do that well I'm going to eat healthier how are you going to do that um I'm going to Get a friend to go to the grocery store with me. How are you gonna do that? Um, I'm gonna pick my friend. How? Like, and so I, I basically keep challenging someone. How? Until they're like, I'm going to the store every Monday and Friday with my friend, with this friend at two o'clock, and I'm getting this, and like it's, it's like idiot proof, right? It's like right here, right there. Like that is how I'm going to achieve this 20 pounds of goal, right? Instead of, instead of just the outcome goal, because the outcome goal, hip hip hooray. How are you gonna do that? You know.
1: This is Brett Gilliland with Circuit of Success. We'll be right back.
0: Broadcasting live from the John Beaver Studios, you're listening to The Big 550 KTRS.
2: Welcome back to the Jennifer and Jay show. There is a really cool event coming up on Monday, May 6th at the Four Seasons called the Circuit of Success Summit by Visionary Wealth Advisors. And in the studio with us now are Brett Gilliland and Tim Hammett. They're co-founders of Visionary Wealth Advisors. And also, uh, Brett is host of the Circuit of Success show, which is here on KTRS on Sunday afternoons. That's right. Thank you both so much for joining us.
0: We're glad to be here. Thank you.
2: So so tell us a little bit about the event on Monday, May 6th.
1: Yeah, it's going to be... A great event. Uh, we've got a lot of great speakers coming in. As uh, you probably know, Conzo Martin, uh, head coach of Missouri basketball. We've got Bob O'Laughlin, who I know is a friend of KTRS. Absolutely. Uh, we've got Tom Satterley, who's a military, uh, I would call him the military hero, just here in St. Louis. And then we have uh, Stacy Todman and Elizabeth Zucker, uh, all going to speak on one day. And it's just going to be a great event. Our mission at our firm is to uh, help people uh, achieve a future greater than their past. And so that's what we're really
0: helping them try to do.
2: How do people register for this?
0: Uh, you can go to visionary.com, visionarywealthadvisors.com, and uh, fill out your application there.
2: Great. What, what are the topics that we would expect to hear from Conzo Martin and, uh, and others?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, Conzo. you're going to hear him talk about the character, about values, uh, what it takes. I mean, obviously his job, he's a basketball coach, and it's about wins and losses, but at the same time he's building, he's building men that are going to go on and, and come to the you know the, the st louis community and, and work and i know there's people right now that are graduating and come here and be bankers and some other things and so you're gonna hear him talk about how to build character and build values in men
2: and how did you two uh come to co-found the company what's your history
0: well that's a good question uh about five years ago we just celebrated our fifth anniversary this month and uh, brett and i have had a good working relationship for probably 17 years and we had a vision really for our clients and our team members and a very strong alignment and values, I would say. So what is it you do for people?
1: Yeah, so we help people, uh, like I said earlier, achieve a future greater than their past. I mean, who doesn't want that, right? And so uh, we help them with investment planning, estate planning. It may be uh, retirement planning, college planning for their kids. But really our focus is to build a relationship. And we've said the word a lot with values, but build that values-based relationship and help them uh, achieve the things that are most important to them.
2: So let's talk about young people like our producer, Ethan Macaluso. At what age should somebody get started with you?
1: Well, I think any age. We always say from the cradle to the grave, you know. And so I think if, if you're like Ethan over here and you're a young man and a bright future, I mean, I think you certainly want to at least sit down with somebody. I had a call in last week from a, a, a client who's a daughter of a client of ours. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's young. She's getting married. And, you know, we'll help set her on her path. But then we've also got people that are retired and, you know, ultra successful and wealthy and they need that relationship and someone's going to help guide
0: them that they can trust. Sure, Ethan's got his whole future in front of him, but me, me, it's (laughs) over with. I
2: mean, I just give up or should I still come see you? I got nothing. Well,
0: I would say no, it's never too late. Uh, It really isn't. I think there's a financial literacy, you know, crisis really in the U.S., probably globally that... Even from children as they are born and uh, and they learn, what is their you know their relation to money? Young adults and even retiree people, it's it's intergenerational, you know. And there's really never too it's never too late to start. Because you're like sorry
1: to interrupt. I think if you're like most people, we call it the treadmill of life, right? You you come in, you do your thing every day, you go home. It's whatever you do at night, and you get up and you just get on this treadmill. And so our job is to take people off that treadmill and help them slow down and think about the things they need to really worry about.
2: That sounds wonderful some people are um reluctant investors how, how do you gauge where people are and and how you can help
1: them. Yeah, I think it's, it's sitting down and having a conversation. Yeah, because we don't, if I, if I don't know you at all and I don't know your situation, well, then I've got to ask a lot of great questions. And so we don't want to tell people. We want to ask them the questions and, and really help them. We always say people have their own Pandora's box inside, right? And they're only going to let so many people know what that is. And it's our job to kind of open that Pandora's box and get to know you and what's important to you and, and what your dreams are. And then, then we can
0: help you. I think everybody has a life story. You know, everybody, there's, there's certain things in their past that have affected their thoughts feelings and actions i think if we understand that then we'll know where to meet them today
2: great the event is the circuit of success summit by visionary wealth advisors it's monday may 6th eight thirty a.m to 4 p.m and tim again how can people sign up for this
0: uh go to www.visionarywealthadvisors.com
2: and brett do people call into your show i'm sorry i haven't listened yet well, I but figured I'm you real. had. I figured you were a big <laughs>
1: listener. And, uh, I right. am, Brett and you, I knew are you, are you are. were. I knew you were the number one fan that wrote in all well, the time. Well,
2: I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I, got, I got to do
1: something. That's true. You got to do something yeah. at Sunday at 4 <laughs> o'clock, but right? But people
2: can go to KTRS.com and listen to you, too. I Absolutely. Think. They can go
1: to the com. They can go to KTRS, KTRS.com and, and find all the shows. We've had, you know, from Ozzie Smith to Jim Edmonds to Dan McLaughlin, uh, lots of just business leaders here in St. Louis, big authors, John O'Leary, Jason Selk here locally. So great. lots of great people, and it's amazing how much they're willing to give time to give
0: Absolutely. back to the community. That's I'll make good. sure that I don't let him forget that most people don't listen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I That's do. That's, That's right. Greg Gilliland and Tim Hammett, thank you so much for joining us. And thank continue. you for having Good us. luck. This is KTRS, The Big 550.
0: I'm Tim Hammett, co-founder and president of Visionary Wealth Advisors. Please join us for the Circuit of Success Summit, May 6th, at the Four Seasons Hotel. The summit brings together the region's most influential leaders to share their ideas and insight into what defines success. This year's presenters include Mizzou coach Conzo Martin, Command Sergeant Tom Satterley, Bob Laughlin, Stacey Taubman, and Elizabeth Zucker. The Circuit of Success Summit, May 6th, at Four Seasons Hotel. Get more information and register today at visionarywealthadvisors.com.
1: Welcome back to the circuit of success. I'm Brett Gillaway and your host. Let's dive back into this week's guest. What do we need to do to be more grateful? Do you find time for that? What do you do there?
3: Yeah, um, I'm actually working on that right now. Currently, Um, I think I started uh, I've heard all this stuff about like practicing gratitude. um, And I think. I think it comes a lot with being in atmospheres that could potentially be taken for granted. So Major League Baseball, for example, you know, we've got eight, nine teams. That's a lot of players, you know, and it's a daily grind, especially during spring training. And it's, it's really easy to get caught up in the long days, the hard practices, the sweating, but it's like also like pretty sick that you get to put on that uniform, you know, and, and, and it's hard to, it's hard to take a step back when you're in it every day and like, it becomes the norm there. Like they're all there. We're all here, even the staff, like we're all here. We're all working hard. It's almost 50 days straight with big league and minor league spring training with no days off. Like we're dead by the end of it. But it's like, what an amazing freaking blessing this is that we even get to be doing this. Like this is, and so um, um, I actually have this tiny little gratitude journal. It's like legit 15 pages and it's lined with like 30 or 31 numbers on each one for the month. And it's just write one sentence of like something yeah. I'm grateful for. And I actually started that in January, at a January, February half of March, because spring training. Right. I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, but started back up uh, three days ago for April. Um, and I'm working on that. So that's what I personally do is just like take, it. and it's like 30 seconds, you know, think about it. And then I already went back and revisited that and read some of mine from January and like immediately was like, dang, like that made yeah. me feel a lot better just by reading that, you know?
1: Yeah, I just reached over and grabbed, my, this is mine right here. Nice. And so it's, it's the well, same thing. And I just went and, uh, and did something I've never done before, but I went back and looked at my, I'm a big picture taker. I'm a picture geek, actually. And I went back and looked at every picture I've taken in 2019 and wrote down all the things I'm grateful for that I get to experience in the first 90 days. And I'll tell you, so you you steal the idea or share the idea. It was a phenomenal experience to go back. It's like, what what am I stressed about? Like, look at how blessed all of our lives are, right? Anybody listening to this, people from around the world would change places with you in a heartbeat. So, uh, just, I don't know, just to share that. I thought it was a good idea. So, um, talk to our listeners. One final thing is, is fear. How many of the fears do you find that people put in their minds or you have put in your minds? How many of those fears have actually blown up to the magnitude you put them in your mind to be?
3: Oh man, probably minimum. Um, you know, minimum. And, and we talk about fear a lot, right? We talk about Um, the fear of getting released, the fear of not making the team you want to make, um, the fear of just not performing the way you want to perform. And what I try to do is, like, even if it's for an at-bat, right? They walk up to the plate. I'm like, there's two things that are going to happen, right? Right. You're going to somehow get on base or you're somehow not going to get on base, right? Regardless of what all those are. And either way, like, you're going to be okay. You're not going to die. You know, something like like, it's not going to happen. And so we're trying to create this almost, almost this, um, contingency plan of, right. Like I'm going to go up there and I'm going to compete as hard as I can and I'm in to battle, but I know that sometimes I'm going to get on, sometimes I'm going to get on and sometimes I'm not. And I'm okay with that. Instead of going up with these, I have to get on, um, must, should have, could have, would have all of those thoughts, right. right. It's just like, Hey, I'm going up, I'm going to battle. I'm going to compete. And then if I don't, I'm okay with that, you know, and it's same with pitching outings. And it's, that's kind of how I approach things is, when I feel really fearful, I'm like, okay, what am I actually fearful for? First of all, is it actually a rational fear? And two, if it is like, okay, what's the worst case scenario? And am right. I okay with that happening? And most of the time I'm like, I mean, it would suck totally, but like, I am okay with that. You know, I, I'm like, it's, and then we talk about the other option, right? Is not doing it at all. And that is typically greater than doing it and failing Is yep. versus like, let me just not try it all. Or, you know, we, we kind of, not joke, but we're like, you don't have to play baseball. And they're like, huh. Like that's not an option right? right. That's a, when, when you talk about it like that, like, no, you're right. it's board, like you don't have to do this job because guess what? You don't, you really do not have to be doing whatever you're doing, but there is a reason that you're doing that. And I think whatever you're feel, fearful of is less scary than maybe not being able to do the job that you love or the job that you're doing right now.
1: Amen. Well, great advice and great wisdom with uh, Hannah Huseman. Hannah, work can our listeners find more of you on social media, I take it.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm pretty big on Instagram right now. I post a mental sweat Monday video every Monday. It's about a minute. Um, and it's just your mental tip of the week. It's pretty awesome. So far it's blown up. It's really fun to do. Um, and my Instagram is just Hannah Huseman and then my Twitter Hannah Huseman also. Um, I, tweet i try to tweet i'm trying to do a little bit better but <laughs> we right. kind of fading out on me i'm big instagram
1: guy now. Instagram's awesome so well yeah. hannah thank you so much for joining us and uh, good luck to you this year good luck to the phillies we thank hope you. they finish second place this year behind
3: the. <laughs> <team>. <laughs>
2: okay,
1: <laughs> sure you. with your help though they're going to be fighting for a spot in the world series so congratulations right. on what you're doing and thanks so much for being on the circuit of success greatly appreciate it Thanks for listening to the Circuit of Success. I am your host, Brett Gilliland, and each and every single week, we're going to bring you a great guest, whether that's a a business leader, a professional sports star, an author, whatever it is, we're going to bring you as much as we possibly can to help you live your best life. And so we look forward to bringing that to you every single week. If you want more on our firm, Visionary Wealth Advisors, check us out online at visionarywealthadvisors.com. You can also find the show's website at circuitofsuccess.com. We'll be back next week with another great guest on the Circuit of Success.
0: This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.